0: Hello, and welcome to Enterprise Endpoint Experts Podcast. eq I'm your host, Bill Burnett, and co-hosting with me today is Amy Amy Pasto. And our guest today is Michael Niestrom. That's true. (laughs) That's very correct. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. All right, let's just start by asking you, uh, we all know you as this kind of expert, you're a speaker, but you have a day job
1: where you're actually going into companies and doing things. So what, what where do you work? What do you do? Uh, I work for a company called TrueSec, and I divide my time in three parts. Uh, regular, traditional consulting, uh-huh. and training, mm-hmm. and speaking. In and okay. it's, it's a it, it depends on the time of the year, but yeah. it's roughly 33, 33, 33, or okay. 50, 50, 50. It depends on how much time I need to spend, but that's what I do. Okay. And when I do work, I work with either client solution, client deployments, or I build data centers. Okay, and, and a lot of people ask me, how come you can be an expert on both client side and server side? It's still Windows. It's just <laughs> I build, that and deploy,
0: so. So are you actually involved in speccing out the hardware or no, you're just like the, the deployment of the Windows servers? No, themselves. I'm speccing out
1: the hardware as well, both for client-side and for, for uh, server-side. Uh-huh. Uh, since I build uh, software-defined storage and a computer network, uh, I need to know that as well. We right. do have okay. better guys at TrueSec, but I'm... Yeah. But you do it as as of
0: case. So how did you get
1: into computers? Mm-hmm. What, <laughs> when did that happen and what, what pulled you in? Eight years ago, uh, school and I was doing uh, electronics mm-hmm. and, and we had an, a, a Swedish computer system called ABC. which a horrible system and that was fun and you can create games, which I did. So that was the first time I touched a computer and they more or less threw me out from the school system because the only thing I did was play around with computers. I played with computers and eventually I got a job and my first job was to install Win, not Windows operating system, and that was MS DOS 2.2 or 2.1. Ah, okay, uh, on on uh, school computers made for uh, engineering training.
0: Okay, great. And so you,
1: you took to it, you're like, This is actually pretty fun. Yes, because um, I like to build Lego, and, mm-hmm. and, and deploying operating system for me has been the same thing. It's like You don't have anything, right? Because nothing, you you can't use it for anything. But then you deploy uh, an operating system to it, you build a machine, you deploy the operating system, hey, you can use it. And that's like building Lego. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that satisfaction. And you
2: spent some time in the military as well. Did you do computer work for the military?
1: Yeah, I did spend time in the military, and I did part of that was computer and electronics. Okay, did you do OS deployment for them? No, I did not. Uh, Not at that time. We didn't really have, they didn't have operating system at that time. Nowadays, I work as a consultant for industry that is involved in the armed forces. Sure. Yeah,
0: so that's (laughs) another (laughs) story. Okay, so here's a question that is on everybody's mind, and Amy made sure we ask it. Uh, Why do you call yourself the deployment bunny?
1: Uh, that's that is Jason Sandys. Oh, really? Uh, yes, that is um, the other MMS, the last other MMS in Vegas. Um, one of the last evenings, we all got together as speakers, and the, the discussion was very simple How do you do the really, really cool last session of your life? Oh, that is an interesting discussion, yes. yeah. And I, I Johan was with me and he, mm-hmm. he the, the, the idea he had was like um, a band, a rock band on stage, mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty cool. And admirable. everybody has weird ideas, liquor was involved. My idea was very simple, dress up as a pink bunny, go on stage, run your session and, and get off and most likely they will throw you off before you actually do <laughs> the session. And Jason Sanders was laughing and rolling on the floor and I was like, yeah, Michael Nystrom is the Eastern Bunny, and that turned into be Michael Neistrom is the Deployment Bunny, and and I said, yeah, whatever. Then I went onto the website and I checked <laughs> <the> deploymentbunny.com. <laughs> check. Yeah, is that available? It was. So I did register that. Uh, I bought it. I sent a link to uh, to Jason. And said. I now have the deploymentbunny.com and he was laughing even more. And then I found out that it's not really a dumb thing to have. Because Mm -hmm. whenever people ask, for instance, Johan, how do I find your blog? You search for Arvid Mark and deployment. 10 people on this planet is named Mm -hmm. the same thing as Mm his. One of them is doing deployment. So it's easy to find the the, the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to search for deployment and bunny. (laughs) <laughs> you want to end up in one site. Yeah, right?
0: you own, you own that search term. Your SEO is golden. Excellent.
1: So that is why. Uh, so everything is to, to be blamed on Jason Sanderson. He's a really great guy. So Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. By the way, I was
0: thinking about getting into deployment myself yeah? and getting uh, deploymenthoneybadger.com. Is that okay? That's
1: absolutely fine. That, that works.
2: How about if I do Deployment Zebra?
1: That works, too. I don't have any issues with that. I like animals, so that's, that's, that's good work. I think there's room for
0: all of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I watched you um, with Johan and Amy in a session just earlier today here at MMS, and I saw several themes emerge from you. You have some real deep passion about some things that you believe. I think because you've seen the same mistakes made over and over in companies. So, um, let's throw this out for you to comment on. You said Windows 10 is actually a huge phone without being able to call anyone. Um, yeah. Can
1: you expand on what you meant by that? Uh, I think it is important that people uh, actually start thinking on their own. Um, A lot of companies are are focusing on on details and what they really need to understand is that if I can define that Windows 10 is, is, is a phone, then suddenly a phone is not managed through Active Directory, that is using MDM. A phone is something you buy and you don't deploy it. A phone is a consumer device that doesn't really contain data. So it has more likeliness, or or it's more like a phone than people can really think. So by Mm -hmm. stating that, I hope to, to, um, to get people to start thinking about, well maybe Windows 10 is not just another updated version of Windows XP. It's actually something else. And that is what people need to do. Because they're going to deploy Windows 10, it's going to survive for five to six years, they can't change much during that time and they need to have the focus and say, this is where we want to have the client platform in five years. Yeah. You don't even know how Windows is going to look in five years. Right. But you need to think of, if Microsoft is saying MDM, <clears throat> there's a reason why they say that. If Microsoft is stating that uh, we're going to use modern applications, maybe there's some truth in that. Mm-hmm. So you need to know where they are going so you can follow that path. At the same time, you also need to keep the old Stuff running at the same time, so right. you need to know old, but you need to know where we're going. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And big picture, and big picture is easier to understand than to do the need to create detailed stuff. Right, right. Yeah. So you also said,
0: and this is, I saw this theme emerge several times uh-huh. for you. <clears throat> You're never going to do anything one time anymore. No. So you're really bullish on automating things like don't just solve the problem that's making you late for lunch make that problem never happen again. So can you talk about what you're getting at? Yeah
1: so if Windows is coming to tw- twice a year right um, spending time on things like I want to stick that icon to the taskbar to help my mm-hmm. users well they're going to get a new operating system twice a year, <laughs> twice a year or at least once a year so sticking something to the taskbar and spending f- maybe 40 or 50, maybe 100 hours to make that happen. Yeah. When you should focus on the automation of the reference image, when you should focus on shifting from BIOS to UFI, you should focus on making the system patched and updated. It, you have so many other items <laughs> to fix yeah. and since the, 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 the cadence is stepping up and everything is going faster you don't have time for those, oh, well, the icon needs to be yellow and in the right <laughs> corner. <laughs> and, 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 and users, well, yeah, well, our users are stupid. You have a few users, less than 5% that don't know anything about computers. Mm-hmm. Don't adjust the entire platform for those few. Adjust it for the people you really want to hire. The people that are 25 or 20 and, and they are used to that, right, and right. then you can focus on manually helping the elderly people until they vanish <laughs> from the organization Anyway, now it usually turns out to be the CEO and stuff like that. But you, you can hold their hand and you know click here, it's like. But everybody, oh, it needs to be this. Like, <laughs> I, I don't I don't get
2: it. So you're saying pe- technicians shouldn't worry so much about creating reference images and customizations and more about. Being comfortable
1: with, with deploying and, and automating. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the problem is this. If you, if you did XP, uh, you, you're going to add service packs and hot fixes to XP in Windows 7, and that's always going to work. Um, and you can, in worst case, just read the machine. Now we're going to get an operating system that is serviced. If it's, if it's serviced, then it needs to be ready to be serviced, uh, which means that you can't, you can't modify it so much that you break the ability to be serviced when the new version Mm comes. Because you don't have the time to run around and manually do an in-place upgrade of all the machines. There is no time for that. So you need to be deadly sure that whatever you do doesn't break anything. So I usually Mm -hmm. compare that to if you have your own house, your own car, you can do whatever you like. But if it's a flat that you rent, you need to return it in a state where you actually are allowed to return it. Otherwise you need to... well, you don't have the money for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Or yeah, a, yeah. if it's a rental car, I mean, same thing, right? So.
0: Yeah, although a rental car you can drive pretty hard, so with that one <laughs> exception. <laughs> yeah. um, it's
1: just going to be very expensive to rent a car the next time. Okay? Yeah, yeah, fair enough.
0: So. Um, I noticed you were really insistent that people move to secure Windows 10. You said yes. that it's critical that people go to UEFI, and in fact, the question came up: What if you're, the company doesn't have money for that? And you had an interesting solution to help a company move to UEFI. You want to share that with us?
1: Yeah. So this is uh, this is an old story, but we actually had a customer uh, many years ago uh, that I met. It was an attendee. Uh, I think it was. TechEd. Uh, and he said, we, um, we can't upgrade to Windows 7. I said, why? Well, you know, as long as we have these old printers, we need to stick with, with XP. So how do you do when, they com- when the printer breaks? And he said, well, then we buy another printer and then we can run <laughs> Windows 7. So help them. How, how do you mean? What happens if you drop a printer from 15 feet? Well, it breaks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I met the guy the year after and he said, "It worked." <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't know he was actually going to do no. it. Yeah. He was like, what what do you mean? <laughs> well, we we actually suddenly start to dropping all the printers and it, within 6 months they all broke. So, <laughs> now we're running Windows 7. I was like that wasn't really the thing, but uh, it, it's it's kind of true. I mean, when a machine breaks down, it, it breaks down and of course you shouldn't destroy computers but people really need to understand that um, let's say that we, we can upgrade uh, 55% of all the computers mm-hmm. uh, and we know that 20% of all the computers are going to be replaced within three months leaving you like 20% of the computers in, in somewhere in between they're not going to be replaced immediately mm-hmm. but they are going to be replaced within a year Try to move money. <laughs> Re- like, well, let's replace them right now and freeze the budget for hardware and buying stuff. Yeah, for a couple of months. the money people don't like that. No, I know, but it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, today we recently we had this uh, this uh, ransomware thing, and uh, it, it's it's heartbreaking, and you can read and go like. Well this organization and this company was struck by this mm-hmm. ransomware. Now the fix the patch for this was released approximately two months ago. Mm-hmm. Which means that all the companies that raise their hand and say, We were struck by the ransomware. They also said we don't patch our computers. Wow, yeah, yeah. They just they didn't really Mean to say that, but that is what they said. <laughs> the message was there, whether yeah. they said it out and, loud or not. And, and, yeah. and we know that some of these organizations, because I work for TruSec, we, we know that some of these organizations are still running Windows XP, and that is within healthcare. And if I'm in, I mean, if if I'm sick and I go to a hospital, and and, and someone is saying, I, I would I would like to type in your information on this Windows XP machine, I would say, no, you're not allowed to. That is a dangerous thing. Don't <coughs> do that. You, paper and pencil because in that system anybody can grab the information it's not secure enough
0: right right yeah yeah i know only a year ago i was at my dentist and uh She said, oh, we have to wait for a minute to look at this. Our server's crashed, and I saw it rebooting, and it was Windows XP, and I'm thinking, that's not really a server, but whatever. (laughs) And it's kind of out of date.
2: Do you offer to upgrade your own healthcare providers for free when you see that they're on the wrong? Um, (laughs) No, I
1: don't, but but I I actually do this. Whenever I work for a customer that doesn't really listen to what I have to say, Mm -hmm. and they keep on running things that I know is bad for Security, environment, and they are expensive. I usually try to figure out what kind of merchandise they are selling so I can avoid buying stuff from them. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the only thing so I can do as You'll just change doctors. Oh, look at this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't really like that. I mean, I, 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 everybody has their own opinion and they can make choices. But when you come to a customer and go, this is the way you're supposed to do it, and you will save $25 million dollars. The customer go like, no, I don't like the color. Okay. (laughs) So I I have one more question,
0: and then I think we want to veer into talking about something you offer on your website. Uh, So my
1: last question is, who decides which encryption application your company should choose? Yeah, I can't mention any customer name, but uh, I've been in situations where CEOs meets other CEOs that has a friend. And or a CEO has a, a daughter that is married to a sales rep, um, which it's 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 very annoying when you meet the IT staff and they go like, yeah, we hate this. It doesn't work. Uh, it doesn't fly. It's costly, and we and and we have we're struggling. And you ask them why? It's like, well, it depends on who's. Dating who. Yeah, so many IT decisions are like
0: huge ones, can be made based on these little things that have nothing to do with what's actually going yeah. to work. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you new CEO comes in and go like, but we're going to change everything, it's going to be a new hardware and new operating system and everything's going to change. Because he's bringing the experience mm-hmm. from the other company, and he should, he should bring the experience yeah. and the knowledge. Changing hardware doesn't really help. It's going be the same hardware anyway. <laughs> right, it, it's, right. a, it's the way they do it. So, what he should have done is that he should have stolen a couple of guys from the IT department and so, said, hey, I'm going to change company. I, I need you. <laughs> 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 that is better. So, um, I'm going to, Amy, I know you
0: have talked about the Image Factory, these yes. PowerShell scripts for automation. <laughs> And so I'm gonna let you ask some questions about that.
2: Yeah, so I'm really excited about Image Factory. It's something that I implemented uh, at a place that I worked at before Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't want to be the one to have to always power on all the VMs and update things, especially if I was gonna go on vacation. So I had a team meeting and I said, okay guys, a friend that I know wrote this, I'm gonna demo it for you and and what do you think? So with that being said, what gave you the idea to create something like this?
1: Um, PowerShell is like building Lego and I love Lego Um, and uh, a long time ago uh, Michael Niehaus actually created an image factory for an old version of MDT to get it with System Center Vision Machine Manager it was never released but when I saw it the first time I was like that's awesome why don't you release it internal politics (laughs) Um, for some reason it wasn't supposed to be there but I took the idea after I learned PowerShell and I realized that you can control the entire MDT environment using PowerShell. Because it was actually written in PowerShell. It's just the engine, the task sequence engine that is VBScript based. Everything else is PowerShell. And PowerShell can also create virtual machines. And that means you can build a PowerShell uh, image factory. Um, It has changed. Uh, I think we are up to version 3.2. Um, and it will change one more time, um, uh, but that's the, that's the basic idea of it. So
2: what are some changes that have happened up until
1: now? Uh, we used the something called a KVP, a key value pair exchange component um, that is inside Windows integration components for Hyper-V. We, load, we did load them in Windows PE, which is not supported, ever, and will never be and that was the, because you need a key. Um, I need to have a task sequence running in the virtual machine and I need from the outside, no um, information inside. And what we could do is that we created the virtual machine with the name of the task sequence and then we can use the KVP components inside a VM using a hack Um, and then we can say, grab the operating system computer name and use that as a Task Sequence ID, so we don't have a match, right? But um, that is not supported and it will eventually stop working. So we change that into create a virtual machine, grab the BIOS serial number inside the VM before it has started and inject that dynamically into custom settings.ini and we do that by creating a hash table auto-custom-setting.ni, so we can treat it as a database.
2: That's crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it works perfectly fine. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So can people vote on features that they'd
1: like to see in the next version of it? They can. And you do that by sending me an email and say, hey, I want this. You don't have your own user voice application yet. I don't have my own user voice so application. So is it certain
2: amounts of whiskey that get... Um, more, more points
1: with you? Uh, no, it's more of the, uh, I really need this and 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 you're good looking. That,
2: that works. <laughs> sure. uh,
1: but I, I need to tell you about the whiskey part. Uh, I don't drink whiskey, but I do uh, Captain Cook's. Okay. And I, I did a training um, in Stockholm one week. On Monday, I received a bottle of Captain on Tuesday, someone actually is walking in and say, is Michael here? And they gave me a captain. And on Wednesday I got another Buffalo Captain. And my students were like <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, so um, Four or five times I actually met people that, that you know, I, I randomly meet them, mm-hmm. uh, I had no idea uh, who they are mm-hmm. until they show up and say, hey, I've been reading your blog and it turns out that you like Captain Morgan. Yes, I do. <coughs> so here you are. Nice. Yes.
2: <laughs> so do you think that you'll support as people start moving their uh, their labs and their data centers into Azure, will you support the ability to connect remotely?
1: If I will support
2: Uh, that? Well, if you'll build in the functionality. Uh,
1: Yes. Um, I actually watched a session today uh, which was very interesting. And that is a a version of MBT that doesn't exist. With the ability to actually use a, um, a web dev, a web dev based HTTPS site as a deployment route for the next generation of MBT meaning you can basically boot on anything and you can have your deployment route in Azure. Wow. Wow, That was weird, but it was cool to see. So now I have some ideas of actually building a deployment solution, which means that you basically <laughs> just boot on something and then it's gonna grab everything. So everything is gonna to move to the cloud and um, things like image factories and uh, creation of, of reference images and, and downloading application—it's going to eventually end up in the cloud. Which also means that the stuff we are doing, deploying operating system, is going to end as well. Because so there's no point in doing it when everything is fine. Yes, yes, that is that is
0: <laughs> that is kind of an intense thing to say, but it's also true. It's just going to be—it'll be a while before it happens. However, you want to think ahead for it. You're saying, right? Yeah. So people we'll plan for it now, and you're also saying—you said in your session. Uh, be careful when you tell your peers
1: because some of them will freak out and some of them yeah. will get it. Yeah, It always happens and it, 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 there's one thing that is it's kind of sad right um, The old farts they don't go to events like this. They usually stay home and they are bitter and then the young guys <laughs> come over here and they get this you know they get inspired it's like yeah. hey that's really cool I can do all this stuff. They go back home and they go like Hey, I saw something. No, it doesn't work. But no, it doesn't work. We tried that in 52. (laughs) I tried that and it doesn't work. But no, but go over there and you reformat your floppy drives. Um, That's sad. And that still happens. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're going to end on a
0: happier note, which is where you can get more information from Michael. You can simply go to... Uh, deploymentbunny.com. Yes. Which, by the way, I have uh, asked people if it was okay to give you a hard time about this, and everybody said, yes, please do. Uh, Just a note, you may want to clean up your top-level menu item, because the schedule from MMS 2013 is still on your top-level menu.
1: Thanks for reminding me about that. (laughs) Uh, That's going to be a weekend thing to do. Sunday, yay! (laughs) I get why that's not a high priority. Oh, yeah,
0: no, I need to fix that. Okay, thank you so much for joining us. Thank Michael you so much. And Amy? Thank you. Thank you. All righty, and you can see all of our podcasts at adaptiva.com slash SCCM academy.